0: This is The Guardian.
1: Hi, this is Guardian Australia Reads. I'm Jane Lee. Every week, we ask Guardian Australia's editors what their favourite articles are, and then we read them aloud for you. In 2021, after almost 60 years, the Melbourne Football Club finally broke their AFL Premiership drought. For the fans, it was an unimaginable day after a lifetime of disappointment. Emma Kemp is Guardian Australia's deputy sports editor. Emma, tell me why you chose this piece.
2: We picked this article by one of our cricket journalists, Jeff Lemon. He wrote this uh, the day after the AFL grand final. It speaks to an issue that I think is very close to a lot of sports fans' hearts. (laughs) It basically talks about what it's like to be a fan of a losing club. I mean, I certainly can relate to it. Um, I've been a fan of some pretty questionable sporting clubs in my time and I feel like a lot of people can because there's this lived experience, this sort of visceral experience that comes with being a sports fan. And I think that visceral experience is really painful and I think it actually speaks to the definition of a football club. I mean, it's defined as different things to different people, whether it be the players, the culture, the coach, the owners, the political context uh, of what was happening in the world or in a particular country at that time, and everybody can remember specific times in their life based on what games they were watching. So it's very much a subjective phenomenon fandom, and I think that's what's so fascinating about it.
1: Let's hear it. This is Anatomy of the Loser AFL Club. When is the sting of sporting failure worse? By Jeff Lemon.
0: When I was a kid, our family friend Lynn was my first introduction to a football devotee. In my house, our team was Geelong, but we didn't live and breathe their success or failure day to day. Lynn loved the Melbourne Football Club with a completeness that was both puzzling and brave. Puzzling in that, as a child, I was not used to adults demonstratively adoring their interests like we did. Brave in that even then, I knew some teams were marked with a shadow, doomed to suffer. The anatomy of the loser club fascinates in its variety. Growing up through the 1990s, Fitzroy and St Kilda wrestled in the mud at the foot of the ladder while Sydney watched on. There was Richmond always finishing ninth, missing the knockouts by one. Footscray's long streak of preliminary finals without ever breaking through. Geelong made grand finals but lost them relentlessly, four in seven years. It makes a compelling philosophical debate. When is the sting of failure worse? To fall just short? To never know how it feels to get close? To land between? Avoiding either pole? Among those loser teams were Melbourne, Deep Red and Deep Blue, the strangely generic name of a whole city where other clubs bristled with suburban specificity, the cartoon demons with their horns and pitchforks striking an absence of fear into anyone. Often down with the saints and lions, sometimes bobbing up for a season, there were patches the era of Gary Lyon and Jim Steins, David Schwartz between Neops, David Neats clunking a few, Russell Robertson would do tricks, Adam Uzay would cruise through midfield. Most often it would be about Jeff Farmer dancing in the pocket and standing on someone's head and threatening Fred Fanning's goal-kicking record for a dazzling hour. But even when Melbourne did well... It never felt like Melbourne were good. It was something that happened to them, not a quality they possessed. In 1988 and in 2000, Melbourne teams played grand finals, but they entered both as step ladders for the coronation of champion teams. The mark could not be removed. With so many methods of being unsuccessful, what bonded the loser teams was the weight. While upstarts like West Coast and Adelaide strolled in and started stacking their shelves with shiny silver cups, these longer-standing clubs marked time. Richmond had the most recent flag in 1980, but had been a comedy case since. St Kilda hadn't won since 1966. Melbourne, 1964, Geelong, 1963, Footscray, 1954, Fitzroy, 1944, South Melbourne, 1933, back in the days of flat caps and night carts and hobnail boots, all of which collectively was anomalous. One charm of the AFL with its equalisation structure and inexplicable runs of form is that any supporter of any side can approach each new season with the thought that this might be the year. Some are less likely. Some soon have hope dispelled. But often pre-season analysis is made worthless when a team storms up the ladder or drops like a stone. On the cycle goes, the contenders changing by the autumn. Meanwhile, The bloated leviathans of European football heave into view each season, mere weeks after their last outings, shadows blotting out all around them, dividing the spoils between the other few host organisms for dystopian petrostates. The English title of 2016 wasn't about the fairy tale of Leicester City winning the league. It was the fairy tale of anybody winning from outside the monoliths. The monoliths immediately doubled their efforts to make sure no one would ever again take what belongs to them. In today's AFL, no drought is long enough to newly qualify for the Losers Club. Next in line might be Fremantle, approaching 30 years since birth, while Carlton is on the fast track after two decades of dysfunction. But neither yet. And one by one, since the 2000s, the existing losers began to leave. Fitzroy was the least intact, but what was left in Brisbane saw three flags in a row. Sydney won a couple, six years apart. Geelong collected three in a dynasty. Richmond did the same. The Bulldogs came from the clouds in 2016. And now Melbourne, here at last, leaving only the Saints, so close three times in two seasons, to turn off the lights on the way out. When the demons were halfway through smashing up the cats in this year's preliminary final in a blaze of fast footy that left no time for breath, I started thinking about my long-suffering Melbourne friends. This was different gravy, a team full of surging self-belief, all theirs. I thought of the weight that had lifted from me in 2007 when Geelong broke through. Exhaustion more than elation, and something more profound than sports sceptics understand. Most of all, I thought of Lynn, of an age where she might remember a little of 1964, but would mostly remember what had happened since. That figure in all the reporting of 57 years was notional for most of the people saying it, for her Each of those years had been lived through. Enjoy the grand final, said the text I sent. I didn't unnerve her by saying the other part that they were going to win it. They weren't going into this one as the prop for someone else's glory. They were going for their own
1: That was Anatomy of the Loser AFL Club. When is the Sting of Sporting Failure Worse? by Jeff Lemon. The reader was Carmelina Diglielmo. To read the article, go to Guardian Australia's website. This episode was produced by Ariel Sedario, Karishma Luthria, Alison Chan, and Camilla Hannan. I'm Jane Lee. See you next time.